0: today's episode of the gold cast is sponsored by the missing contract of Trent Williams <laughs> I'm looking for it Raymond <laughs> I'm looking for it everywhere I'm, I wanted to show up I want it to show up I hope it shows up and I'm sure it will but Raymond before we find the contract for Trent Williams why don't you let the gold cast know where the Gold cast Empire can find us?
1: well hopefully we are somewhere right behind. If I look behind the Trent Williams contract, meaning it's inevitably going to be show up where it should be, then we are behind there. And behind there, you can follow us on Instagram at the Goldcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at the underscore Goldcast. And of course, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher. And let me say that YouTube one more time, Spotify and YouTube, because you can like subscribe and comment on YouTube and that's what tells YouTube what to do with the video, which is how the algorithm works a little bit more uniquely on that platform and make sure to hit the little notification bell that way you get notified on when our episodes go live on the line as we like to say because we are not just part of the internet we are on the internet and we are on the line. We are not online we are on the line the line there's there's an internet line and a lot of people dangle and flirt with that in that vicinity we are on it literally. Um, That is how great our connection is to the (laughs) world.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. All right. This is going to be a huge, huge episode. Uh, Free agency just went off today. And so obviously we're going to be focused on the 49ers. This is a free agency madness pod. We're going to be talking about who we picked up on defense, who we picked up on offense, who we may be letting go and where the hell is that Trent Williams contract? We're gonna talk about it. But first, the greatest podcast intro in the game is about to drop. You're a professor of fanalism. I'm in the building. The greatest fanalist in the game, he's here too. Classes in session. Let's go.
1: San Francisco, are you ready? I'm ready.
0: This is the Gold Gap. Welcome to another edition of the Gold Cast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Cisa Third, and with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Celista First, baby. Let's go. Boom! All right, my friends. Raymond, it is free agency madness. The season, the official start of the next season, has officially begun. We are here. We out here right now. It is out here. We are going. Raymond, I am so pumped. So why don't we start first by just giving a breakdown to the Goldcast Empire. The 49er faithful.
1: Who did we get? Who did we retain? Who might we lose? Well, it's quite a bit. It's actually a pretty long list. There's lots of... uh... Familiar names on the list, and also, you know, maybe one or two newcomers there. So, free agency is always, you know, it's the Ian Rappaport slash Adam Schefter day as they uh, break majority of all of the signings of all 32 NFL teams. And let's start with the defense because that's where the big, some of the biggest splashes were made on key positions here. So, right off the bat, last starting with last Friday. We signed Emmanuel Mosley to a two-year extension worth $10 million. He signed last Friday. Then today, we re-signed Jason Verrett, A So he got a $2 million signing bonus, a base salary of $2.5 million, a pregame roster bonus of $1 million, plus $1 million in incentives, the incentives being interceptions, game appearances, Pro Bowl, etc. So basically, Jason Verrett, just like Richard Sherman, is betting on himself and coming back to San Francisco to live up to that bet, much in the same way that Richard Sherman lived up to a lot of the incentive bets that he placed on himself. And this is, to me, the most exciting signing on the defensive side of things because Jason Verrett was outstanding last year. He was borderline shut down cornerback. He had two picks. He looked very elite, terrific speed, uh, great ball eyeball coordination. He just was always in the right spot for the most part. And it was just great. So now we have Emmanuel Mosley and Jason Verrett. We know Richard Sherman's not coming back. We know Kawan Williams is still waiting to be signed. Hopefully he re-signs. We know that Akella Witherspoon is still there. But we know that for a fact we're gonna have our two starting corners because this is starter money. Emmanuel Mosley's ten million dollar two year extension, that's starter money. He that means he will come into the offseason expect to start, and Jason Verrett will arguably be the other starter on the on the opposite side. And then going forward, we also signed Marcel Harris. Some of you may remember him as the safety backup. He signed a one-year extension. D. Ford restructured a two-year deal worth $24 million, still making good money, just not as much as before because he has not lived up to the hype, unfortunately, when he's in the lineup and he's healthy. He's arguably one of the burstiest pass rushers in all of football, but that has not been the case at all. In fact, he's got more years on him than games with the 49ers. That is how bad it is for him. And we also, as an incentive to the D. Ford health concerns, we also signed Samson Ibukan which is a, which was the starting outside linebacker for the LA Rams and he signed a 2-year deal worth 12 million. So he will obviously be sharing some time with D Ford who will undoubtedly not play all 16 games that is a bet I'm willing to take any any single day of the week. <laughs> that okay. is the defensive signings. What is your take?
0: First of all, Jason Verrett Awesome. Awesome pickup. Awesome, awesome, awesome. A little perplexed by the D Ford restructuring. I think a lot of people expected him to get cut in an effort to uh, free up some cap space, more cap space in an effort to maybe pick up better value at that position. Um, you know, But similar to Jimmy G, D Ford... Um, when in the lineup does really well. And the problem is is that he has trouble staying inside the lineup. So I guess you give Jimmy G one more shot. I guess you give D Ford one more shot. What do you
1: think? Yeah, well, this was probably the most disappointing signing of all the ones on defense like you. I was expecting him to be cut because I thought it was probably worth more to get the cap room back. But this restructuring perhaps opens up uh, you know this. This restructuring keeps him in the off chance that he's able to get his back on track. It's literally his back is the injury. That's why he's not in there. He's got a back injury, which of course is just not something to mess with. Which is why he just was not able to get on the field at all last season. So hopefully that is done, or at least done enough where we can see him at, at least give us. Give, us, give me six to eight games, and I'll be fine with Samson uh, Ibukam taking the rest of those snaps. Because guess what? Ibukam has not missed a single game in his four-year career. So you have the exact opposite in that signing there. So that's good. And hopefully he can grow into this defense and do much better than he did over on the Rams side. He's averaging four and a half sacks the last two years with the Rams. So I'd like to see that number go up with the Niners. But it really depends on playing time and how well he fits into the scheme. On the offensive side of things, let's start from, we're gonna start from offensive line out. Daniel Brunskill signed a one-year extension, a one-year tender, great, bringing back another utility offensive lineman, we need all the protection we can get for Jimmy. Ross Dwelly, a solid backup, To our amazing George Kittle, signed a one-year extension. Jeff Wilson Jr., who stepped in and did amazing work for us in the stead of our injured backfield, also signed a one-year extension. And the big one. The most arguably the Swiss Army knife of the Kyle Shanahan offense. Kyle Juice Juszczyk signs a five-year extension worth $27 million. People thought we were crazy when we made him the highest paid fullback in all of football when we got him from the Ravens. But guess what? He has lived up to the height. He's played every game that we've asked him to play. And he's made the Pro Bowl every single year that we have acquired, that we've had him on the team, which is why he undoubtedly earns Highest-paid fullback in the NFL once again, but he will be with a ni- he will be in a 49ers uniform for the vo- foreseeable future. Brother, your thoughts? I
0: have one word for you, Ray.
1: Juice.
0: I love it. I love it. This uh, Kyle Juszczyk, he is. Uh, his position is the the uh the the byproduct of a foregone era. A, a you know, it's long gone. But the, what all that matters is that juice. He he works so perfectly in the Kyle Shanahan system. They use him at a variety of different. Like you said, he's the Swiss Army knife, right? He's kind of like our 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 running back version of Taysom Hill. You know what I mean? Like, the, you know, like that's like maybe the closest thing I can think of, you know, like Taysom Hill plays quarterback, uh, Juice plays fullback. But in terms of it's his ability to, well, sometimes we need him for blocking. Sometimes we need him uh, running out almost at the tight end position. Sometimes we need him coming right off the, taking the ball right into the end zone. I mean, like you just, you put him anywhere and Kyle Juszczyk makes it happen. He really is a true utility man that um, really works at at his at his core at his best for the Kyle Shannon system that's what he's built to do he's built to play within that system he's built to be the cog that moves around that you can kind of plug and play all over the place Kittle's got a little bit of this going on with him too but I would say Kyle Uzcheck even more so but this was the biggest signing this was the guy we needed to get done as far as that position was concerned
1: this was a big one, um, because Kyle Yuschek is instrumental to the Kyle Shanahan zone running scheme, and even though I would love to see Kyle get a little bit more involved in the passing game, we, we cannot overstate how valuable his blocking ability is that really all of the success that you know, Mostert and Coleman and everyone else, Brita before before them, all the success that they saw, that's predicated on a lot of key lead blocking by Kyle Juszczyk. Obviously, George Kittle's a big part of that too in that zone blocking scheme, but Kyle Juszczyk is uh, the number one blocker out of the two best, the two number one big blockers in that scheme is number one, Kyle Juszczyk, and number two, George Kittle, and then followed by the offensive lineman, depending on what they're asked to do in any particular play, because sometimes they're asked to get out in space and block downfield, which is uh, something that, 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 is very common in this type of running scheme, and we've seen a lot of that as well. But Kyle Juszczyk is definitely the big key man here, and so this was a big one. And uh, no one, there was crickets Crickets um, on the signing of of, with the twenty seven million this time around. At least for the most part, there was a couple comments that even weren't even worth replying to. When I saw some some Niners fans saying, "Oh my God, that much? That's so much!" It's like you know, there's a reason why you have your day job and you're not in the NFL crunching numbers for this team. It's because of that comment right there. So, but the, the good news is we've retained a lot of weapons here. We Daniel Brunskill, we need that guy. Ross Dwelly, Jeff Wilson, we need those guys, and then Kyle Usechek being able to do Kyle Usechek things alongside George Kittle once again. So that's good news.
0: Okay, a, hold on one second. A yeah. Couple things. I saw this great tweet. That really made me laugh. It it's, it was like a, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was a headline. I don't know. I don't know if a person wrote it. I, I don't know. I, I cannot remember. So, uh, if you're the one responsible for this, reach out to me. But it said uh, it said um, John John Lynch uh, retires as 49ers GM gives job something like I'm paraphrasing gives job over to 49ers Twitter uh, with the, with a quote from John Lynch.
1: They obviously know more about football than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great response
0: yeah it was really funny it was really funny that one i liked the second thing last thing and then i want you to go go on to the 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 next uh, b- batch of players kyle you is also the current heavyweight champion of the world of a little title that i like to call sit down little boy and that's when a when a player Just rocks another player. Raymond's got in the background of his right there. That was against the Steelers two years ago, 2019 season. He just, with one arm, threw the Steelers defender
1: over his hip, just hip-tossed him like he was a pro wrestler. Minka Fitzpatrick, the Pro Bowl safety. Oh, that's right. That's who it was. Who they had acquired that year. They acquired him, and he actually played terrific for them all season. But in that particular game, he got rocked rocked hard.
0: That is, he is currently the heavyweight champion of the sit down little boy moment of the last two years that's my that's my favorite kyle you play ever it's just that that hip toss that one arm hip toss i mean not only not only did he did he win the title for sit down little boy moment best sit down little boy moment but he also won the wwe world title
1: that exact same moment as well they just handed it over to him and he defended it wrestling. yeah that's uh, this that's is the great greatest hip toss in pro wrestling history not performed <laughs> in a pro wrestling ring <laughs> Absolutely. All yeah. right, Raymond, go. I gotta, yeah, I got to say that's probably my number one Kyle Juszczyk play. Number two is probably the diving catch against the Chiefs. That was an amazing mm, play by Kyle Juszczyk. Yeah. Okay, so we have releases and potential releases. So we know that Mark Nazacha, one of our role-playing linebackers, the, the 49ers declined his option. So that freed up a $1.5 million of cap space in free agency. So he will be testing the free agent market And we know Richard Sherman is out there in free agency looking for a new home. The Niners probably won't be able to sign him. We know that Kendrick Bourne signed a three-year deal with the Patriots worth $22.5 million. So he got a nice payday that the Niners probably were not willing to pay him, even though he's been healthy and productive, one of the most consistent wide receivers in this entire core. But the fact that we have Jalen Hurd coming back, who obviously has a tremendously better ceiling than him. And pray to the gods that this is finally the year he breaks the injury bug that's been plagued him the last couple years but then we also have Trent Williams coming off of his back injury he is, when healthy, also an equally potent third-down option as Kendrick Bourne was the past a couple years, and then of course we have Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, the number one and number two wide receiver combination that easily are interchangeable in those positions. So, and and they're both Swiss Army Swiss Army dynamic players that can run out of the backfield as well as catch. So I just think that 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 plus the fact that they have they have cheap money bringing back players that are just as good, if not a little bit better than Kendrick Bourne, that this was kind of a, an unfortunate, you know, casualty to circumstance. Not that they didn't want him back, but the circumstantial factors that came into this particular offseason just really kind of left him as the odd man out just in terms of financial you know the, the financial hindrances that the Niners are dealing with the constraints even though they came into the free agency under 25 25 million under the cap which is great considering where they were before this journey even started and then of course Nick Mullins we declined the tender with him so he will be allowed to test the free agent market much like Mark Nazacha and the Niners can re-sign him although I really doubt it we are Already have Josh Johnson and Josh Rosen on the roster. And I know that the 49ers would prefer a quality starter, but I have a feeling that Nick Mullins is going to be the odd man out here just because of how poorly he played this past season. Even though the numbers overall are pretty good, the fact that you don't know if you're gonna get the good Nick Mullins or the twenty twenty Nick Mullins, I think they'd rather they'd rather have a more sure thing and backup in case something happens to Jimmy. I don't necessarily think that you know the current quarterbacks are the answer and Josh Rosen and Josh Johnson but you know and i don't know necessarily about CJ Beathard i haven't heard any news on him but you know he could be another one that falls victim to casualty depending on how they they might keep him and then just have him play it out in the in the off season and see how that shakes up and then maybe wave somebody. Uh, that's probably what they're going to do. But uh, that is the release and potential releases there. Uh, what do you think of that list?
0: Well, the one good thing that did come out of the Richard Sherman him leaving was we posted on our Instagram story a uh, tweet if you go to instagram.com at the gold cast you'll see there's um one of the one of the posts we just did it was one of our our tweet it was my tweet i actually was responding to sherman uh reacting to 49ers getting paid and he was putting out uh, you know he put out this great tweet and then i put it on and it got a bunch of traction on his on his thread which i was surprised and then we put it on instagram and then we put it on as a story and Richard Sherman liked the story, and I thought that was pretty badass. That uh, that uh, that he saw, and it was basically me just saying that I wish he could have been stayed with the red and gold, but I understand why he's got to leave. Um, thanks for everything. And Richard Sherman liked the story, and that was that was cool. I thought that was super dope. What did that you think? Cool. About
1: it, right Well, yeah. I mean, the fact that you know he's on the social platform, the size of his social platform as it is, and the fact that he took time, you know, to look at, you know, just diehard fans like ourselves and of course our audience that also watches that is pretty awesome it means it to me it's it makes Richard Sherman an authentic dude you know to take time to pay attention to fans that say something that perhaps don't have you know a as million dollar million you know followers as he does or some of the other big players out there it's not always just about replying to those big names and people that are checkmarked, it's replying to people who appreciate you, and we obviously appreciate his time with the team, and certainly wish he could stay, but understand that circumstances don't necessarily allow that, much like how Kendrick Bourne was a victim of that as well, Richard Sherman also is going to succumb to that, and you know, but uh, he was great for us during the time that he played. You know, he's terrific in 2019, was terrific in the years leading up when he was getting healthy, wasn't necessarily at his best this past season, but uh, I'm glad that he didn't necessarily succumb to some kind of injury that would, you know, probably cement his retirement or something like that, because I know it's not where he wants to be. So best of luck to him on wherever he lands.
0: I agree. I 100% concur. And it was very cool. Uh, The last one, Kendrick Bourne. All I got to say is congratulations, homeboy. You got paid. You got your money. You you were a consistent cog in the 49er machine. You busted your butt. You busted your tail. We weren't gonna be able to pay you. Now you get to go over to the, you know, the the most dominant dynasty of the last twenty years and you get paid. And and I hope that this works out. I hope he has a wonderful career at the Patriots. I'm not mad at all. Homeboy needed to get paid. I mean, I mean, these guys, these guys, man, these guys work so hard and they do not get paid the way basketball and baseball players do. So it's great to see Kendrick Bourne get paid. It's like, get your money, son. Go get your money. I hope you ball out there in New England. I thought that's, that's, if this is how I feel as a Niner fan, you want to do me proud Kendrick Bourne, ball out over there, ball out in New England and show everybody that you were worth that money. That's what I, that's what what I want for Kendrick Bourne.
1: Yeah. And, and to be perfectly honest, uh, considering the wide receiver, right, wide receiver, receiver issues that the Patriots have. I think there's a lot of room for Kendrick Bourne to easily be the number two guy over there. Not sure about number one, but I think, you know, number two is definitely within his wheelhouse just because they are struggling at wide receiver and they, the past just got a super amazing quality wide receiver who is healthy, who will show up and is terrific on third down, which is obviously a money down in the NFL. And someone like Cam Newton needs all the help he can get right now. Absolutely.
0: Congratulations to Kendrick Bourne.
1: All right, Raymond, I have two quick questions, and then we got to run.
0: Okay. Number one, did the 49ers get better? Yes. I think so, too. Number two, and this is the one that's got me nervous. I've been checking my phone 50 times a day, all day today. Why have we not signed Trent Williams?
1: I think it's coming down to logistics. We know that obviously the Chiefs are going to be competing for him because the Chiefs just signed the Patriots' top uh, offensive lineman for an eighty million dollar deal. We know that the Niners are prepared to offer him, at least according to reports, twenty million per year, which is should be more than enough. I think that should be tops in the NFL or near the tops, at least for a player of his caliber, Pro Bowl, multi Pro Bowl appearance. You know, a lot of other offensive linemen got paid today. So I think... I'm expecting Trent Williams to sign with the 49ers within the next 24 to 48 hours. If not today, definitely tomorrow. There's still a lot of big names that have not received money. Devontae Adams has not got paid. Sedarius Smith of the Packers also has not got paid. You know, uh, Trent Williams has not gotten paid yet. You know, a lot of some big names drop like Aaron Jones got paid. I'm not sure why I keep naming off Green Bay players, but those are the ones (laughs) that come to mind. Um, But, um, you know, uh, Fitzy, Fitzmagic, he signed with the Washington, football team so congratulations to him not sure why miami let him go but um yeah but uh we we won't contemplate on uh stupid decisions by teams but what we will do is look forward to what i believe and will you know take a low risk you know claim by saying that chent williams will sign with us within the next 48 hours
0: I really hope so. I think everyone's looking, and when I saw the Chiefs, and then I was going and peeking on Chiefs Twitter, and everyone's like, "We got to get Trent Williams." They're all on the hype machine about getting Trent Williams. That doesn't make me happy. I, now, listen, I have reconciled with the Chiefs. I love the Chiefs. That doesn't mean I'm about to start giving players away to the Chiefs. Not, my, <laughs> not our, not our left tackle. Not our, not our All-Pro left tackle. One of the most important, the most important offensive piece we have to keep is Trent Williams. Let's hope that gets done. And all right, Raymond, uh, let's go. Let's ask the Gold Cast Empire. What do you think of the signings that we did today? Did the 49ers get better or did we get worse? Let us know in the comments. Go to youtube.com slash the Goldcast and sign off below. Let us know. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. All right. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll be talking all... Uh, ac- Actually, we might not be back Thursday, Raymond. We might come back next week. It all depends on a little bit of scheduling stuff. We will figure it out. We will let you know via social media. All right? And so concludes another edition of the Goldcast. We are the voice of the Bay. I'm your host, Rudy Salisa III. And with me is my brother, my co-host. Raymond Salisa first, baby. Boom! We'll see you next time. Same Goldcast time, same Goldcast channel.
1: This is... It is the Gold Cast.